Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. How in the world are we closing in on 200 episodes without having yet discussed Mazzy Star and their dreamy hit, Fade Into You? This iconic song is synonymous with the 90s, the soundtrack to millions of flannel-laden makeout sessions and the countless broken hearts that followed. Here at One Hit Thunder, we thought it was strange that we never knew the wildly interesting story behind this band, so stay tuned to come out of the Mazzy darkness with us. One hit is all you need To make the money guaranteed And you can live off royalties Forever And it makes me wonder Is it just a wonder Or is it one hit thunder So Matt, you're at my house. Yeah, I am. We're, we're recording in person, and we're here today to talk about Mazzy Star. And I feel like I'm looking out the window right now, and it seems like a very Mazzy Star kind of day out there, doesn't it? It's a perfectly Mazzy Star day. It's a little rainy. It's a mm-hmm. little dreary. Yep. Um, we listened to a lot of Mazzy Star while eating breakfast today. Yep. I'll tell you the thing that I noticed right away, because we started with Fade Into You. Right. And then we kind of let the rest of the album play. And I don't think that the album is bad per se. I'm I'm a fan of the the style that they're trying to do, which is just kind of like folky singer-songwriter stuff. But Fade Into You has such a shoegazy sound to it where it's like it's not just the acoustic guitar and a vocal. You have like that slide guitar playing in the background and there is this very like dreamlike quality to it mm-hmm. that I felt like a lot of the other songs were lacking. Like the other songs felt way more stripped down as just like vocals and a guitar. Yeah, I think Fade Into You is the memorable song. Yeah. And they seem to have a pretty big following and they seem to be pretty critically acclaimed. 
Uh, but in my listening to Mazzy Star, and this isn't for this episode, isn't the first time that I've tried to get into Mazzy Star. It's happened several times. I feel like it happens once every couple years or something where I'll be like, man, I love Fade Into You. And then I'll put on the whole album and be like, well, I just like Fade Into You. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I stand with them unless I've missed songs. But especially that album, if you like Fade Into You, you you might like the rest of the songs, just maybe not as much. I had a thought when I was doing research for this, because the album that this is on came out in 1993, which is, you know, not the exact reason why we decided to do Mazzy Star, but it doesn't hurt that we're going to release it during the 30-year anniversary or whatever. But the song didn't peak until a year later, in your favorite year, 1994. Mm. It's an incredible song. I mean, if, if this is a show about one hit wonders then i mean it's probably i don't know i don't think it's crazy to say it's in my top 20 favorite songs of the 90s it's well, it's absolutely amazing and and especially if you're feeling sad <laughs> you know it it's like very comforting it was used in i know it was used in tons of movies yeah. and stuff yeah it's like a perfect soundtrack song uh perfect mm. rainy day song yeah, well, my question for you was going to be, let's say hypothetically, Punchline decides to do songs from 94 volume two. Are you going to pay? Would you push <laughs> for Fade Into You to be on that? Probably not. I don't think we would do it much justice. <laughs> I guess there have been covers of this. Yeah, <laughs> apparently they said we watched a video. They said Miley Cyrus did a cover of it. They said Dinosaur Jr. did a cover of it. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of think the song is perfect, and I wouldn't know what spin you could put on it. The only spin I could see putting on it would be something like really leaning into the shoegaze and making it heavier and, and dronier, but you would still need, I mean, the Hope's vocals on it are such a big part of it. Her delivery is such a big part of it. I have a hard time picturing it with someone else's voice on it yeah i feel like it would have ultimately just come down to like the punchline version of this <laughs> would would essentially just be a note for note cover but with steve's vocals yeah. like it's like why would you want to like it's mm -hmm. like why would you want to mess with what is already a pretty perfect perfect formula for a great song yeah no 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 this i don't think we would do a good job of this one <laughs> i mean i'm sure we would play it fine and may, but i i don't know what you can do i think a lot of times when you do a cover now Man, I probably should have listened to Miley Cyrus's cover and Dinosaur Jr.'s cover. And there were other ones. Kelly Clarkson, maybe? I think they said Kelly Clarkson did a cover. Yeah, I, I guess I probably should have listened to that to see. I think a, a big part of doing a cover is to bring something new to it and try to make the song. I mean, I think you try to make the song better. In a, if you're not, if you're just doing the bare minimum if you're just like playing the song then why wouldn't someone want to listen to the original you want to bring something of your own to it i don't know what i i could bring to this song i think it's already perfect yeah let's see <laughs> when i was trying to find out what uh movies it was used in mm -hmm. uh and i searched fade into you movies you know let me guess well no i didn't even get an answer uh, what i got you know how google will like be like, here's other similar questions that people have asked. One of them was, is Mazzy Stars Fade Into You the most overused song in film and television well, history? Wow. <laughs> but you didn't even get a list. 
No, it's, I mean, let's see. It says Yellow Jackets, but I feel like that's just the most recent usage of it. Huh. Um, I didn't realize it was so overused, but I could see this being in like fear or uh, cruel intentions or like any of those 90s movie that that have a little bit of a, I don't know, dark overtone, but they're kind of bad movies. <laughs> I see the... F- uh, so here, uh, Flavor Wire has provided a full list Ooh. of movies that movies and TV shows that featured Fade In to You. Uh, Chasing Mavericks, End of Watch, Fringe, Burlesque, CSI NY, <laughs> Lord of War, Cold Case, Swept Away, Roswell, Starship Troopers, Daria... Angus, Gilmore Girls, Alias, Desperate Housewives. It was in Angus? I guess it was in Angus. Maybe it was at like a prom scene. Okay. It definitely wasn't on the soundtrack because I have the Angus soundtrack and I would remember that. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, that would have been a nice addition to the Angus soundtrack. I mean, the Angus soundtrack is already pretty solid. but It's got the best Green Day song and one of the best Weezer songs. It's What more do you need? It's a really, really good one, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. You gave your love to me softly. Yeah. Ooh, what a jam. Well, as far as Fade Into You goes, you know, man... Is this a, I know it's a hit, but was it like a hit hit? No, man. Peaked at, well, so here's, there's two sides of this. So critically, absolutely. You know, Mm -hmm. like Rolling Stone named it the 468th greatest song of all time. Wow. Pitchfork named it the 19th best song of the 90s. Okay. Um, But when it comes to the actual like Billboard, like it, it was a number three alternative rock hit Mm -hmm. and number 44 on the hot 100 so not even a top 40 hit but check out this top five when it peaked peaked november 26 1994 at number five always by bon jovi what one is that i don't know that one that well yeah okay number four a song that comes up time and time again on this show can you guess what it is 94 yeah um oh geez it's constantly in the top five in the 90s. Uh, is it a Boys to Men song? or, or? No, but Boys to Men shows up twice on this list. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, no, I don't know what it is. Real McCoy, Another Night. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, On Bended Knee by Boys to Men. Nice. Number two, we, we're going to get to this song one of these days. Here Come the Hot Stepper. <laughs> Here Comes the Hot Stepper. Yeah, yeah. And then number one, Boys to Men, I'll Make Love to You. Okay. I, I was pretty good on yeah. guessing Boys to Men Man, there. It was a sexy time on the radio, though. You had fate. You had you make a mixtape for a girl that has fade into you and I'll make love to you on it. Wow. Oh, and, you're and on bended knee. Yeah. Oh, you're you're golden. And here comes the hot stepper. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you get things started and you work your way all the way to to fade into you. Or I guess it ends with I'll make love to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the that's the conclusion. Okay. But uh, the this band was kind of interesting to me. Like they started. We watched a video. Uh, you know. To give away some of our research sources, I always check out to see if Rock and Roll True Stories has a video about any mm-hmm. artist we cover, because uh, the dude does great research work. So yeah, yeah. Shout out to Rock and Roll True Stories. Stories. Yeah. Yep. Work smarter, not harder, guys. I love his. Uh, <laughs> I love how he uses stock video and images for everything. <laughs> you know, in the background. I mean, I re- I respect it. You got to put something there. Yeah. You know, I can't like just it. be a black screen. Yeah. <laughs> he does a good job. Gets a lot of quotes. Uh, I felt like you and I sat there at the breakfast table and watched his video. And it we're was like, 19 minutes long <laughs> in we, total silence. We sat in silence <laughs> and, and, we, and we, we watched it on my phone. 
<laughs> with at a certain point i was like oh man this is a 20 minute video that we're just gonna stare at a phone and watch but you don't have very rarely do you have to watch his video yeah i mean but i kind of what i took away from it and once again thank you to that guy for i don't know providing us with a lot of good knowledge uh i saw that these two so this guy's name david roebuck uh, Roback is Roback? what I have. Yeah. Roback and Hope is that I think at first they came off a little pretentious to me. Yeah. And then by the end I was like, oh no, they're just they're just cool. They do their own thing and they're not trying to in in any way trying to um do whatever it takes to yeah. to yeah. to make a hit. Like they weren't like that at all, which is actually way cooler yeah you know who they gave me a vibe of honestly who's that they kind of had like a white stripes vibe to me okay like not not in their sound or anything but like in the you know like oh it was rumored they were dating was like one of the things and like the fact that it's just like yeah they just seem like two people who stumbled upon each other from being in the same general music scene and like just like instant where where like things didn't click with previous bands there was like this instant like oh we're locked in and we can like do whatever. Cause again, like white stripes, I think would be another one of those groups where maybe later records, but they, you listen to those early white stripes records. They weren't trying to write a radio hit anywhere in that stuff. They were just making the noise that they thought would be fun to make. And then like unexpectedly fell in love with a girl, explode it and, and changed everything. It's really interesting to me that (laughs) I have seen on YouTube, once again, not in preparation for this episode, just over the years, if I searched for Mazzy Star on YouTube, there's one of the top things that come up is a live performance. I don't know what it's from. It's from some sort of festival show. Yeah, they're like the outdoor performance, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. It's a great performance. It is. And I guess that Hope was really shy to perform live. She felt like these were really personal lyrics. And, you know, to a certain extent, that's already was kind of weird for her. And then on top of that, especially like a festival type situation, I, she made note of, you know, you got people talking, you got people drinking, you got people partying, and then you're up there spilling your guts, I guess. Yeah. And I could see how if someone's making music for the sake of expressing themselves to get an emotion out and really putting it all out there, it's a completely different experience than someone who's like can't wait to get out there and play live that's the that's the thing man i'm gonna go up there and i'm gonna put on a show and i'm gonna it's like it's almost like a completely different art yeah it's it's all music but it's just a completely different thing and uh i can't fault her for that it seems like exactly the right reason to be making music. Not that there's anything wrong with making music thinking like, oh, I want to be a huge band and I want to go out and put on a rockish show or there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and I don't think there's anything wrong with, and that's what probably a majority of people do. If you're, if you play music, you're like, I want to put on this great show, but some people make music as a way to uh, express themselves and that's it. Yeah. And, and and there's nothing wrong with that either. It was so I sympathized at one point they were they were reading a quote from her that was essentially like she didn't like doing the live shows because she's essentially up there like spilling these really personal stories and she can just like hear the people in the crowd like mm-hmm. 
talking and not paying attention. Sure. And I guess it's that different vibe of like when you're playing in a small indie scene where everyone's tight, they're going to give you that attention. But then when you hit a certain level, I, I, I had flashbacks to the, the Grateful Dead episode that we did mm-hmm. where it was like, you know, you go to a Grateful Dead show and everyone's there to have fun, but they're there for the music. And then you have this unexpected hit where this band becomes super popular. And then it's like, these people are rolling out, not because they're a fan of Mazzy Star, they're just a fan of that one song by Mazzy Star. Mm-hmm. Or in a festival situation, they don't even give a shit about Mazzy Star at all. They're just a band that's playing before the band that they want to see come up on stage. Right. And I can see how that can be really frustrating, especially if you're like, spending a lot of time like pouring out your heart into these like really sincere things of your life and like to it's like when you have to like public do a public speaking thing Mm -hmm. where you've really put a lot of time into like what you're gonna say and then halfway through you're like no one's even paying attention to what the fuck i'm saying and you get like almost annoyed that you work so hard on something that no one gives a shit about yeah man i've been guilty of maybe having too many drinks or whatever and being at a show that's more of like a low-key thing and getting (laughs) getting reamed out for talking or or something like i've been guilty of it and there's part of me that's like whatever i paid to be here but then i think that i'm i'm gonna say it i think i'm wrong yeah (laughs) i think i i think i really get annoyed by the artists who will go up there and, and bitch about it but i think that any any people in the crowd who would have a problem with that are completely justified because they paid too. And I think in this situation, which I will never do that again, but I, I've been guilty of it. I'm, I'm not a perfect person, man. I get annoyed (laughs) as a, as a person, like, you know, I've done merch for you guys a couple times and at a few other shows. I don't want to have a conversation with you on a band's playing. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah like in, in between sets, like whatever, if you just want to be like, Hey, that song rules. Yeah. Like sure. give you a thumbs up. Don't try to like ask me about how my day's going while because I don't uh, want to scream answers at you either. It's the worst. It's terrible, man. <laughs> like, I mean, that happens to me a lot at shows I'm playing. Yeah. If someone happens to like my band and you know, it could be one of the opening bands are playing or whatever. Aside from the fact that I kind of want to, that I want to watch the band. Yeah. Uh, it's, Trying to have a conversation over a band. Yeah, it's the <laughs> it's worst. Very, it's very hard and, and not fun. And, and it's not good for you if you're going to have to go up there and sing. You can't be like, sorry, I blew up my voice having yeah. a meaningless conversation with a stranger. <laughs> also, also, you can't hear them. Yeah. You know, that's anyway. this. I, I think people thought I was rude at a certain point because I was doing merch. I was telling you this I was doing merch the other day for Weedus. And they literally put the table right next to the main speaker of the stage. Oh, and like people were trying to ask me the prices of stuff and I'm just doing like hand motions. Like, yeah. like, like I'm like, I'm not going to yell 25 at you. Like there's a sign on the table that right. has the price. Right. Uh, so let's dive back into Mazzy Star though, because this Mazzy Star kind of started as a totally different band for mm-hmm. Dave. He was doing a band called Opal that yep. we, we gave a, a little bit of a list. Totally different sound. Little, yeah, a little psychedelic, <laughs> kind of a little more rocking than Mazzy Star. Yeah, but then the lead singer of his group quit, and he was friends with Hope, so he asked her to fill in for the tour, and then they were working on the second album for this band, and they weren't digging the direction that it was going in, and they were kind of leaning more into this completely different dream pop sound, and I think that that's when they were just like, well, fuck it, like... Let's just Opal be this one album wonder here because like to go from that 
immediately into Mazzy Stoker. Like, imagine if this was, if you were like a diehard Opal fan, mm-hmm. and then the very next album by this like kind of psychedelic rock band comes out, and it's just like a girl doing like a very soft singing over top of an acoustic guitar, you'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? So like, I understand the decision to be like, hey, we're just going to straight up change the name because this Mm-hmm. sonically has nothing to do with what anybody expects from opal at this point well rewind it back a little bit there was it roback was it david roback who at some point had played in a band with Susanna hoffs yeah that was his first band was with the Susanna hoffs wow arguably the hottest bass player of all time mm. hey watch it <laughs> <laughs> uh also i thought it was it was pretty wild that David Roback had been playing music or had been in bands, I guess, since the late 70s. That's what they said. Yeah. They said he was eight years senior to Hope. Okay. But it's, I guess I never think about, to me, 70s to 90s is such a long time. But dude, that's like saying like it's 2023 when we're recording this right now. That'd be like saying like, yeah, I played I played in this band in 2008. <laughs> it's not that long ago. It's it's know? not that long ago. I think it's also one of those things that decades get so weird because like there's this whole thing at the end like where does a decade end like mm-hmm. in a mu- in in the sense of like fashion and culture and and whatever like a lot of 50s rock and roll bled into the late or the early portion of the 60s even though we think of the 60s as like this more psychedelic thing that's like technically not until like 65 66 but that's kind of the predominant thing that you think about when you think of the 60s um if we're talking late 70s like 78 79 that's like ramones devo the knack cbgb's like blondie Mm -hmm. And when you think of it in that lens, that music isn't that far off from the 90s stuff. Like, that was kind of what was happening underground that, like, bled into what would become mm. the 90s, the early 90s stuff. Mm. But, yeah, from from there, Mazzy Star's first album came out in 1990. So, yeah, let's say his first band was in 79. Sure. That's 11 years. Yeah. It's like nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just... It's wild to think about time like that. Yeah. You know? That... What this uh, this song was popular in '94. Yeah, my band started three years later. Yeah, three years later. That's it. <laughs> it's it's very it's it's interesting when you use certain things as like yeah. a marker. I know. Like you stop thinking about it from like the actual year, and you're just like, oh, that movie was only two years after Jaws. <laughs> like it's yeah. like suddenly it doesn't feel as dated and old. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was I used that recently. I was on a podcast talking about the prisoner, this like 1960s, like psychedelic show. And I'm like, it's weird to think about that. Literally four years later, they made jaws and like, (laughs) like everything looks so different from like the camera to the way things are shot. Like everything is different. Right. Um, so Mazzy star, all of a sudden, unexpectedly, this fade into you song blows up. Mm hmm. All the way to 44. Buzz clip. I believe it was a buzz clip. It had to have been. I remember it being a buzz clip. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died. And while we're still talking about them so long after... It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel 
They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. Hi friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. People were waiting. They couldn't wait for this third album from Mazzy Star to tie them over. They did a song for the Batman Forever soundtrack. Mm. Um, and then Among My Swan came out, and it was not a commercial success. Mm. Did not do well. It weirdly gave them their biggest hit in the UK with the song Flowers in December. Uh, it was their only top 40 hit in the UK, which is strange. This band screams to me big in Europe like bigger in Europe than the U S but that's not the case. Uh, and then they were trying to record their fourth album. And it was at this point that they essentially begged to just be let go from the major label. And, uh, I actually wrote down the exact same quote that was in that video, uh, when I was doing research yesterday, but uh, I'll read it. This was from hope. She said, it seems that record companies want bands to be creative because they don't know how to manufacture underground music. We could do our own thing and go at our own pace, but that changed when a major label starts wanting their bands to sell 7 million records. They had designed a formula, and suddenly all these people wanted to come into the studio and keep track of what we were doing to make sure that we were following their formula, so we got out. Wow. And I feel like that's a common complaint that you hear. With a, I, Literally this morning, I was listening to a podcast uh, called The Gilmore Guys, uh, mm-hmm. which is a Gilmore Girls review podcast, but they're doing all the episodes of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel right now. And the one dude has been, you know, he's been at Earwolf since the very beginning. And he was talking about the politics of podcasting. Because he's like, look, there's Gilmore Guys, which was like one of the first of its kind. 
But now there's Scott Patterson has a Gilmore Girls Let's watch show. He's like, you know, we're doing Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but Kevin Pollack now has a Marvelous Mrs. Maisel podcast. And he's like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to these podcasts. I'm not saying, like, he's like, they're good podcasts. But he was talking about how this thing has happened where essentially it stemmed from boredom in the pandemic that these already very rich established people have started podcasts. And he goes, it really is hurting. It's hurting people who started on the ground level because you're suddenly having this thing where it's like a salesperson at Earwolf is going to have one of two options. It's like, do you want to try to sell ads for Conan's podcast Mm. or that gets a hundred thousand downloads per episode or these two really funny guys that are doing a cool thing that's getting about 30,000 downloads. And they're like, Oh fuck those guys. Let's just sell Conan's podcast. Like, and I, I can see that tying into like a music label thing. It's like, once the label's like, well, this is what's making money. So we're just going to toss money at this. But what, what Kevin on Gilmore guys was saying was essentially like at a certain point, there's going to be a burnout. At a certain point, these rich, famous people are going to get sick of talking into a microphone <laughs> and like the people who've stayed true to it will rise up. And I think that that follows with music as well as like there are people who are full time musicians and like this is their thing. And we've seen it with some of the bands that we're friends with where it's like, you know, John from from nine days having this crazy resurgence out of total random happenstance. We just reassert reemergence from total random happenstance like i i think as long as you keep going and keep doing your thing eventually that time will come however mazzy star just broke up and <laughs> yeah yeah you i was gonna say where where are you going with this mazzy, talking about pe- podcast yeah stats. sorry <laughs> I don't... Mazzy, mazzy star mazzy star break uh, not breaks up they go on a hiatus they're doing their own solo projects but then finally long awaited fi- over 15 years later they put out season of the day, mm-hmm. and we put it on, and it's that same old Mazzy Star for sure. Yeah, my issue with Mazzy Star for me, this guy loves music and loves fade into you, is that the song the, the, I haven't heard another song by them that that I remember that I could sing to you right now, and I, I know that's not everything, but to me that's pretty important. That I and and the mood. The mood that it put me in, yes, it matched the dreary day when, yeah. when we were here. But I don't know that that's a mood I want to stay in. If I want to, if I want to be in that mood, it has to be a really good song. It has to be "Fade Into You." Yeah, it has to and be it, "Fade Into it, You." It has, it, and it has nothing to do. It's not like I don't think they're good. Um, I just thought, I really thought, in all the times that I've tried, every time I'm like, "Damn, Fade Into You" is a good song. I'm gonna put this album on and like run on the treadmill or clean or do whatever. I'll put this, this on. And every time it's the same thing where I'm like, ah, these are just not as good, (laughs) not as good of songs in my opinion. Uh, Hey, one thing I think you got to mention is that I think it was 2018. They, they played a show and they just turned all the, all the lights off. Yeah. And people were, some people walked out. They didn't like that. They left. I, I don't know. What would I think about that? I think I, I would sh- like that. I think I might like it. I, I like when bands do weird shit. Mm-hmm. I remember for at least a little while, the band Cool Hand Luke used to perform with their backs to the audience. Like they would set up the, <laughs> they'd set up the drums at the front of the stage and then the amps and then the guitarist. And it was like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah. at least I, I'll never forget that that's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> um, But then, yeah, they put out an EP called Still in 2018. And then, unfortunately, 
Roback, Dave Roback passed away from cancer. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I mean, maybe maybe they'll keep going as Mazzy Star, but it really seems like Mazzy Star is hoping Dave. Like they right. like it, and it's I think Dave performed most of the instrumentation. So I'm curious. I'm curious to see if we ever get anything else from Mazzy Star, but I feel pretty confident that that's that the band dies with Dave essentially. Yeah. Hope has seemed to collaborate with a lot of people over the years. I, I think a massive attack was, yeah, she did vocals for massive attack and the chemical brothers at yeah. one point. So yeah. that's cool. She seems to stay busy. I mean, she's definitely got an awesome voice when you get one of those unique voices. And I, and I think that that's the perfect spot for her. If she's afraid, like if she has like anxiety performing live doing vocals for something like Massive Attack where they're just going to sample that vocal for like live DJ sets is like perfect for her. And she's got a great voice for a trip hop thing like yeah. that. So so I don't know. We, I mean, do we want to analyze the lyrics? There's not that many, but it's kind of just it's poetry. I mean, it's uh-huh. it's poetry lyrics or we can. Uh, do we want to address Mazzy? So do we want to address? Oh, Hope? we want to talk to Hope. Talking directly to Hope, man. I didn't. I kind of forgot that we talked directly to the artist now. <laughs> Hope, if you're listening, I know you are. <laughs> uh, I love Fade Into You. I think you're really, really good. I think you guys obviously had something really special. Have something really special. I'm sorry about the loss of your friend, and I will continue to all always love Fade Into You. I think that's like a a beautiful song definitely one of the best songs of the 90s in my opinion um the fact that the rest of the catalog doesn't resonate with me as much that could just be my taste i'm i honestly i'm not a very uh, uh big fan of folky stuff usually and some of the stuff got a little folky you know i don't think of fade into you as i guess it is but it's just that it's got that little extra shoegaze to it. I yes, think. that's that. It's it's definitely got a lot of, of emotion in it, and I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I need a few more dreary days of putting on. So tonight that I might see is that the name of the album? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I need to dive into the later albums uh, a little more too. But I think you're great. I, I do think you're great, and just the fact that this dummy doesn't doesn't want to listen to the other songs that shouldn't affect everyone should make their own judgment on this i think i think that's fair uh hope i i was fine with it i definitely (laughs) think fade into you is the best song that we heard today Mm -hmm. but i want to dive into even more because i do like folky stuff that is that is my vibe i love a i love a good rainy day record it seems like it's a perfect rainy day record Mm -hmm. i'm sorry to hear about dave it's always tough to lose a, a longtime friend because it's such a rainy day vibe. You know what sometimes comes along with rain? Yeah, I do. A little bit of thunder. Yeah. And I think I'm still going to give Mazzy Star Thunder, even though I'm not like, th- like I couldn't tell you another song that we listened to today. Mm-hmm. But dear God, the power of Fade Into You is like yeah. an endearing, like never ending classic. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I didn't did like, We've listened to some groups. I won't name drop groups. We've listened to some groups where like halfway through, we're like, we got to shut this off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like yeah. that at all. Yeah, it just it's maybe not what I need it as like wake up music on a mm. on a Monday morning. But but it wasn't bad. Maybe we listened to it at the wrong time of day. May, yeah. Maybe we should have put it on in the afternoon. Maybe this <laughs> should have been. <laughs> I don't know if or, the afternoon or maybe. last episode before we went to bed, like a like a night night album. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, or, yeah. I, hey, it may have been a nice thing to to fall asleep to. Yeah, or or if maybe we're gonna have to try it when we're really heartbroken sometime. We'll see. That dude, that's honestly like a whole different thing. That's a whole different, and that will make you reappreciate an album uh-huh. that you weren't that into. But you yeah. listen to it when your heart's destroyed, yeah. it'll become your favorite album of all time. I know, right? Hey, that could be part of the issue here is that you and I for the most part pretty pretty good mood this morning yeah no had some eggs made some (laughs) breakfast and yeah we just made some breakfast and we were like let's get the podcast in and (laughs) and, uh maybe we just weren't in the right headspace to enjoy the rest of the Mazzy Star catalog as much as we might have so yeah I gotta throw thunder on Mazzy Star's name as well been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafalios of the band's Punchline Pack and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Get Off My Train off the album Just Say Yes. Subscribe to the podcast A Band Called Punchline to hear the story of the making of this album. Our podcast is on Patreon now. Find us at patreon.com backslash podcast for early access to episodes, bonus conversations, and a chance to vote on future songs for us to cover. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on any podcasting app, and tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. What's up, everyone? This is Jay Reason, and I want to let you all know that Diablo Zen Podcast is now part of the Sound Talent Media family. Listen in as me and the one and only Danny Diablo, a.k.a. Lord Ezak, interview artists from the hardcore punk, metal, hip-hop scenes, and beyond. We have conversations with guests like actor Peter Green, DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill, L.A. street photographer Estevan Oriole, Jimmy G. from New York City's legendary Murphy's Law, and pro wrestler Vampiro, to name a few. If you're a fan of good discussions and lots of laughs, tune in and join the fun.